You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Hey, what's going on? I'm Trent Rush. Yes, this is the Angels Recap Podcast, and my goodness, am I happy to be talking some baseball with you guys today. I know this is a time where we're all hurting over a variety of different things, and this is an unprecedented, challenging time that we're going through that hopefully we never go through in our lives ever again. But I think it's important to continue a baseball dialogue. We're going to have Angels players, we're going to have coaches, broadcasters. We're going to answer your questions. You can always find me on Twitter at Trent Rush Sports. We might do a mailbag in the near future. We're going to do different things to keep the baseball conversation going because I don't know about you, but I've been amped up for this 2020 Angels season because I know how special this lineup is. I know how this pitching staff is going to surprise so many people. I really think the Angels are going to have a very, very good team here in 2020. And the only bummer here is that we don't get to see it when we should be seeing it. We should be seeing it now, but instead we wait. But that doesn't mean that we can't stop talking about baseball. And we're going to talk more than baseball. We're going to talk philosophy, baseball philosophy. We're going to get into some life conversations, get to know some of these players, coaches, and broadcasters at a deeper level. And we have time to do that. So why not? Once a week, we're going to have this every Wednesday. We're going to have this available to you as part of the Angels Recap Podcast. Now, if you are already a subscriber that's great. Give us a rating, a comment, a review. Of course, you can hit me up on Twitter. Your opinion matters. We definitely want to hear from you about the podcast. But if you are not a subscriber already, go to angels.com slash podcast, probably how you found us. That's great. But if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, that's a great way uh, on iTunes to be able to get notifications to your phone or to your uh, laptop tablet so you know as soon as a podcast comes out, We're going to have it ready to go for you. We already have a great guest list lined up. We're going to have Joe Madden coming up on the program uh, on our next edition. But we got to talk about this one first. Ty Buttry, Angels reliever, the high leverage guy last year. You can make the case he was the Angels' best relief pitcher last year. The same case can be made for Hansel Robles. It really was those two. Hansel did a good job getting the job done in the ninth inning, but it was Ty Buttry in all those high-leverage situations that was so key for the Angels last season. So for this installment of the Angels Recap Podcast, let's welcome Angels reliever Ty Buttry. Ty, first of all, welcome to the program. And secondly, where are you calling from? Where are you at right now? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Trent. Um, I'm actually down in Tampa, Florida right now. I'm, uh, I plan on going to my gym uh, called Diesel Fitness down in South Tampa. And then uh, as soon as I uh, migrated from Arizona and got down here, it was a day and the governor shut down all gyms. So I'm in the middle of doing garage workouts 
at the house I'm staying at and uh, going over to my trainer's house and working out in his garage. So garage uh, seems seems like it's going to be my makeshift gym for the next couple of months or <laughs> however long this lasts. Exactly. I, I just I can't even fathom what it must be like for you guys. I mean, you're ramping up to get ready for the season. You're two weeks away from getting a chance to break camp and get ready for the year. There's so much positivity, so much excitement, and then uh, this all happens. Uh, how did you kind of take the news as to when all of this broke? Um. Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird because, I mean, I was obviously on the DL for a couple weeks with that you know, that little strain of my oblique. And then once, uh, you know, once that all healed up and I went out and, you know, I was able to throw a, uh inning at least, everything felt good. And then, you know, at that point I was just, you know, able, I was just happy that I was healthy and, you know, everything felt good. The mechanics felt good. Um, you know, the team, you know, we were putting it on guys. Everyone was hitting, pitching was coming along. And then, you know, it just kind of got weird. You just kept hearing that little rumor of the coronavirus, you know, get bigger and bigger. And the next thing you know, it's like, you know, we heard about it a couple cases out in Washington, and then it just seemed like, you know, it just started spreading more and more. And, uh, you know, we're all still focused on baseball. I mean, none of us thought that anything like this would, I mean, no one would have thought anything like this was going to happen and it would get this serious. Uh, And then it just, it literally just kind of hit us one day, um, and it just kind of shocked the system. You know, guys were thinking it was going to last a couple of days and you know next thing you know it's a couple of weeks and now it's looking like it's going to be a few months um so we all i mean the way i took it, it was i mean i try to control what i can control um that's been my philosophy and my mindset for some time now and you know i try not to think about it i try to stay positive because that's all you can do during these times for sure i mean i just remember because i was out there the weekend before and you were, I know you were like on your way back. You hadn't thrown yet, but I think you ended up pitching like a, a day or two after I left. And there was that rain out on the Monday. The Tuesday you played, but it was like a weird day. And then by like, I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday, all of a sudden like the world stopped. It was just kind of crazy how that all happened. Yeah. So uh, it's it just, just weird seeing it, you know, just from the outsider perspective going like, man, this is just crazy. Um, I am kind of curious, what's a day in the life like in quarantine for the Buttries these days? Uh, that's a great question. It's actually, um, you know, I try to, I've been trying to get more routine based and, you know, more um, focused on, you know, trying to do something every day, uh, you know, whether that's getting up and just, you know, consistently eating my breakfast at the same time or, you know, consistently working out at the same time, you know, doing the, um, you know, all my mental prep work and physical work, you know, I've been trying really hard to just get myself uh, kind of circled around this routine that I've created for myself. And then you throw this, this virus and this pandemic into the equation. And it's like, you know, it definitely uh, it tests you to try to see, you know, you, you try to stay focused as much as you can, but I mean, I'll be honest with you, man, it's, it's tough. I mean, I was out in Arizona um, and, you know, I'm trying to, travel here i had to send my wife uh i had to get her on a flight because i thought i left uh this last friday she left on the wednesday and we got two cats so you know i'm like sending my wife on, on a plane with the two cats and i'm i'm staying at home because if i don't you know if i can't get on a flight i'm gonna have to drive 30 hours to florida um and i wanted you know i wanted to make sure that they were safe and they got there and they got situated um and yeah so it's basically just you know, I'm waking up. I'm trying to get 
as much of a, a routine as I can. Uh, luckily, my trainer is able to help me get into, uh, you know, I'm able to train consistently now, um, similar days. I think all the guys are in similar situations. You know, we're all trying to find days to throw, places to throw bullpen, you know, hitters to do live BPs. It's just, it's honestly like a very makeshift spring training. I mean, that's the way I'm preparing that yeah. we're going to be playing a season in two months. So I'm trying to just extend, you know, look at it as like an extended off season, but given the different variables and everything we have to deal with, you know, it's just, it's literally day by day at this point. Yeah, and it's all like changing too, which is the weird thing. I mean, there's there's no way to make plans right now. By the way, you brought up your misses, Sam. Uh, I was watching some of her videos, the behind the lights show that she is doing. That's fantastic. Yeah. And the one that she did with David Fletcher, I mean, I was just getting <laughs> an absolute kick out of that. Uh, it seemed, I mean, you know, Ty, you're always really good about doing the media stuff and, and doing the interviews whenever we ask. You're fantastic, but. I mean, you got, like, the best training in the world at home with, with your wife. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's cool. You know, she's uh, she's been thinking about this idea for about three, four years now. And, you know, she wanted to get into the – she's always wanted to get into sideline reporting or, you know, uh, something sports-related. And then once she realized, you know, the complexity of the baseball season, she was like, you know, social media is starting to get a little bit bigger. And she figured, you know, if she can kind of use her skills and – um, everything that she's learned with, you know, her internships in the past. Um, you know, she thought she could kind of make something out of this. And, um, you know, luckily, I, you know, I got a couple of good friends and teammates that have been willing to, uh, you know, go on and do uh, some, you know, interviews with her. And it seems like everyone's having a really fun time with it. She's having a blast. Um, you know, I can, I, mean, I can just tell she's very passionate about what she's doing. And, you know, that's cool because I kind of, you know, sometimes like I'll say something stupid on an interview or something and, you know, she'll correct me and be like, hey, like, just a heads up, it's probably not the best thing. But luckily, Chopsko, you know, Angels Media, um, you know, they're, they're great with helping me do it. But, yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's fun to do. I think it, it engages the fan base. Um, it's no sweat. I mean, I like talking. I like talking about the game and the mental side of it. And so, um, yes, yeah, we actually, last night, we were actually playing catch. I mean, like, these are the things we were – having we were sitting there for about two hours and we didn't have anything to do and i'm like you want to go learn how to play catch like she's never she never played softball growing up and uh she was actually pretty good like we went out in the driveway and um yeah it, was, it, was, it, it gets a little weird but yeah it was it was fun uh, really good that's awesome hey it, it seems like because i mean you guys did another show too where uh you had i think it was justin anderson and taylor cole and guys are all kind of sitting around a round table just just talking about different things in life and a behind the scenes thing which was pretty neat it seems like you guys in that bullpen are all pretty good buds like what is the relationship like among you guys yeah it's pretty cool because uh you know i think we have a really tight um knit group and i know everyone probably says that about you know their teams and stuff but you know it's different i feel like uh you know coming from boston and um, coming to a new team, a new dynamic, you know, you got to learn personalities. You got to kind of see, you know, what's the right and wrong thing to do. You know, every every locker room is different. Um, but it was kind of cool. You know, Justin Anderson really, uh, you know, he was a, I think it was his rookie year when I got called up in 18. And um, he, you know, he was a guy that I kind of gravitated towards. He just had a really good feel for the game. You know, the, the unwritten rules, you know, kind of the do's and don'ts. And, you know, he, he was able to help me out and Cam, and uh, Noe Ramirez, you know, I played I played in AAA uh, with Boston with Noe, 
And it, it's cool because, you know, okay. I mean, we're very competitive with each other. You know, we feed off each other's energy. But at the same time, it's like everyone has each other's back. And that's not, you know, that's not just like a, you know, a teammate um, thing. It's like, you know, it goes deeper than that. I mean, we all were texting in the off season, and, you know, that usually doesn't happen. Um, it's just, it's fun, man, because everyone, that you know, that's how you win the World Series. I mean, if we're not trying to do that every single year, then, you know, why are we playing this game? And, I mean, these guys, we buy into each other. You know, we buy into our teammates, and, you know, hopefully we can continue that. So, it's just, it's, it's a fun time out there. But, yeah, we're just kind of, um, you know, BSing and doing our, uh, that roundtable talk and, you know, it's just something that Sam, uh, you know, she, she thought about and she's got a diff- couple different little themes that she likes to do. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. You know, I always like, you know, pitchers are supposed to be the weirdos, right? Maybe I shouldn't be saying that to you, <laughs> but, I mean, that's always like, – everyone says, <laughs> no, oh, pitchers are kind of weirdos. Yeah, it, well, maybe, but, I, you know, this group actually seems pretty cool. Like, uh, the Angels bullpen uh, is all pretty, like, down-to-earth, like – good dudes and that's why like for me it was cool to see you guys have as much success as you did i mean yes through a ton last year you more than anybody else and i remember when justin first came up he had that you know opportunity in houston in his hometown where he's got to face the astros that year and you know he handled that so well for you i mean my gosh you what you went 37 games before giving up a home run that's that's absolutely crazy you must have felt like nobody was ever going to hit one out am i right yeah, you know, it's kind of weird because, you know, getting called up to the big leagues, I thought, um, you know, I've always kind of prided myself on getting a lot of ground balls and, uh, you know, keeping the ball in the park. And then, you know, I went on that nice run and then I hit that, you know, middle of the month uh, period where I just, you know, my mechanics kind of got away from me. I started uh, losing a little bit of conviction on my fastball. You know, I gave up a few home runs. But, you know, that last month and a half, I felt like I was back to where I needed to be in terms of just, you know, being aggressive, being myself. Um, And, you know, there's a big learning curve. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to give myself any slack or, you know, brush it off. But, you know, there's there's a learning curve. And it's kind of you start facing these guys. I mean, these guys are the best hitters in the world. And uh, you're playing against the, you know, the 1% talent out there. And, I mean, being able to go on and, you know, have a little run like that is nice. But, like I said, man, as long as, you know, as long as we're winning games, I can give up, you know, 50 home runs. I mean, that's obviously not the goal, but if I'm, if I'm <laughs> in holes and I'm doing, I'm doing my job, you know, I feel like that's, that's what the team wants out of me. Right. I mean, I get it. Well, when you came over, I mean, you made your debut with the Angels and you came over in that Kinsler trade. And when you first came up, I mean, you were lights out from the get go at the big league level. I know you have, I think it was like one bad outing that kind of you know skewed some of the numbers, but you were dominant that first year. And then you start, you know, the first two months of last season, you had a top 10 ERA in all of baseball. Were you surprised to have that kind of immediate success at the major league level? Um. Yeah, you know, I try. I was trying not to think about it. You know, obviously when you're you're, you're flying and you you know they put put it on the scoreboard, you know the scoreless streaks and all that stuff, and you know you start getting a little bit more media attention and people are you know, um, you know you, you try not to focus on the stats. I try not to look at my ERA. Like I try not to look at my strikeouts. Sometimes it's just you know you're throwing, you're playing catch, and it pops up on the scoreboard in center field. You happen to look at it. Um, you know, that, that was, yeah. uh, you know, that, that was more or less just, that's just how the game is. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, I, I didn't expect to have that much success. You know, I did expect, 
out of myself to bring, you know, a passion and aggressiveness, you know, a fire to my delivery and to my attack plan. Um, you know, that's what I expect out of myself. You know, I expect myself to have the focus when they call me. Um, you know, I expect myself to go out there and to be locked in every single time. You know, it's 72 appearances. I want to be locked in all 72. And, you know, I think you see that they're the greatest guys in the game. You know, those guys are the ones that are able to do it consistently. And you look at their mindset, and, um, you know, it's very, it's very consistent, at, you know, from start to finish. And that's something – you know, I just look around at, like, Trout and, you know, Pujols and Upton and all these guys that just have great careers. And I just – I look at the focus they they bring every single day, and it's uh, it's really cool to see because you can pick up a lot even from watching hitters. Yeah, it, it's cool to hear you say that, especially considering your journey. I mean, six and a half years in the minor leagues, and, I mean, not every year for you in the minors was – overwhelmingly successful i mean you know you've come to the major leagues and and have absolutely dominated and that's been awesome but were there ever times you know when you were you know maybe an a ball or double a where you're like man i i don't know if this thing's gonna happen i mean did that thought ever cross your mind oh yeah so actually in double a my second year um no my first year in double a and this was i think my fifth year in the minor leagues i actually uh you know, I never once thought that I was – first, I never thought I would be a reliever in the big leagues. You know, as a young kid, I always thought I was going to be a starter. You know, I thought things would be easy. Um, you know, and then once I got moved to the bullpen, but, you know, before I got moved to the bullpen, I actually uh, – I started to not – by, by any means without giving up, but I, I definitely started to kind of think about a backup plan because, you know, I had a five-year array. I was going out there. I couldn't get past the fourth and fifth inning. Um, you know, I pretty much had my fastball, um, you know, I was tweaking and overthinking some things and I actually started to, I took online classes, um, at a community college, uh, back in Charlotte, um, you know, a, a local community college. And I kind of was like, listen, you know, this, this doesn't look like it's going the way I want it. And it was weird because once I started to, you know, not focus completely on baseball 24 seven. I mean, I was in the clubhouse doing, you know, with my computer doing, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, the elective classes. Like, a mu- I literally was doing a music class. I had a English class. I had a science class. I was doing all these classes. And I, for about a year and a half to two years, I actually knocked out a, a year of credit um, towards my education. And it was, I actually, like, I know this sounds weird, but, like, I wanted to go to vet school. Um, that's why I was going to uh, Arkansas. They have a great vet program. And it's kind of cool because once I started, uh, once I started not focusing completely on baseball and focusing on other aspects of my life, it, the game started picking up for me, and I started just going out there and having fun. And then, um, you know, once I kind of picked up some steam with that mindset, you know, I was able to kind of tweak some, you know, parts of my routine and start adding different things. And it's like, you know, then next year I get added to the bullpen. I go to the fall league. I'm picking up velocity. Uh, my mechanics are starting to smooth out again. And it was just kind of like this snowball effect. And, you know, it, it all stemmed around the focus and, you know, not live, live or die by every game. You know, it's just it's a game. Um, you know, we put our heart and soul into it. But at the same time, you got to have – you still have to have that separator off the field. So, yeah, that's kind of how that went. Dude, I had no idea. Vet school? Really? Have you uh, – are you like a big animal guy? Do you have animals? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not like, like, like I said, cats. Pictures, 
Yeah, I got two cats. Um, you know, we, we were raised on like five acres in Charlotte. Uh, my wife, I always say it's a farm. My wife's like, no, it's not a farm. It's, it's not a farm. We didn't have like any crops <laughs> or anything. We had like a couple horses, chickens, you know, barn cats, dogs. Um, we lived, you know, kind of in the middle of nowhere at the time. And, you know, my mom and my mom and dad grew up on farms. And that's kind of like something that, you know, we just, it's just more like a, you know, a care for, care for animals and stuff, man. It's like I said, it's weird. I don't know really how it went, but, um, once I started, and once I started going back to school, I started to realize, you know, med school is seven, eight years and, you know, a lot of debt and everything. So I, I say that now, you know, it's a cool thing to say, but I don't know if that's what I would have stuck with, but I definitely, uh, going back and getting my education at least for a year, even on community college, I thought was a really good, um, pivot for me at that time. Yeah, I mean, that's a really smart thing to do. I, I'm just kind of thinking, boy, when you start adding up like that, six and a half years in the minor leagues doesn't sound too bad. Absolutely, man. It's, I needed something. I needed something <laughs> to get my mind off baseball. That was So was there – so it really wasn't like there was anything that kind of like drove you, okay, I got to push through this. Like checking out for you was like the best thing you could do. So if you were like – giving advice to somebody else that may be in a situation like that you know in a ball or in double a like what you were um is that kind of what you would tell them just to kind of relax the mind or you think it's kind of like a case-by-case thing yeah because yeah that's a great question because now you know i've been able to kind of work on my mental game a little bit with um you know will our mental skills trainer and um you know the angel staff has been really really supportive with you know helping guys and um, obviously, you know, we want to try to get the, the mental skills program as big as we can because I, I, I'm a true believer in that. Um, that's been a separator for me. Um, and, you know, just kind of at that time, I didn't really have a strong mindset. So for me, it was like getting away from baseball and focusing on something else and having a passion for something else other than just baseball. That kind of, well, like I said, that allowed me to kind of free up and then once I kind of saw, you know, that side of the game, I was able to kind of replicate that feeling into my routine and my process on a smaller level. Obviously, you know, in the big leagues, I'm not, I'm not going to be taking classes. And, you know, I, but, you know, I, right. I, I was a kid. I, I thought that was the right thing to do. I talked to a lot of people that were in my support system. My wife was all on board with it. Um, and, yeah, I just kind of went for it. So you come into games now, and I know that, Hansel Robles did a great job closing out a lot of games with the Angels last season, and you closed out some games last year, but you were in a lot of the, the highest of leverage situations uh, last season. You know, no matter when it was, you were kind of put into that role in a lot of tough spots. So when you come into a spot, like it's the seventh inning, Angels are up a run, and there's two on, two out, and they bring you out of the bullpen. What is the mentality there? Like, what is going through your mind in that moment when you just yeah. are needed? You got to get an out right now. Yeah, uh, that's, um, you know, I'm not trying to say that's a great question on every time you ask it, but it literally, literally that's a great question because that's, um, for me, you know, I, I try to flip the switch. You know, I, I'm, you know I'm, I'm cool, I'm calm for four innings of the game. Um, the fifth inning, you know, last year I was doing some stuff in the fifth and sixth innings. Um, and then once I kind of settled into that eighth inning role, um, you know, it, I, I was just able to I was able to get in this routine where you know every fifth inning I stand up, I stretch, I move around. Actually, Cam Bedrosian and Noe Ramirez, you know, 
I've watched their routine, and they, they were just so sound. They did the same thing every single day. And um, once I started doing that, it, it was able. It was easier for me when these big situations came up. It was easy for me to repeat, you know, similar actions, you know, similar habits. And you know, when you get called into a big situation, runners on, it forces you to kind of just immerse yourself in that moment. Because the way I've always told myself, you know. If I go down, I'm going to go down swinging. And I mean that in the sense of, like, you know, if I'm going to battle against whoever's up to play, you know, I have to bring my best stuff, especially in a high leverage situation. And you got, you know, you got two legs. You're either going to win or the hitter's going to beat you. And so I just try to put myself in this, you know, tunnel vision focus. Um, and there's days, I mean, there's days where it's just, it's really, really tough to do. It's hot. You know, you're, you're uh, you know, you had a bad flight. You had a bad game the night before. Um, you know, maybe you're dealing with some off the field issues and you got to go out there and you got to perform and no, nobody cares. I mean, nobody cares. They care about if you get the out and they care about if you do your job. And um, I, I've realized, you know, at the big league level, it's just, you know, we're, like I said earlier, we're, we're trying to win the World Series every single year and taking that mindset into each one of my outings. Um, I, I think it's, it's allowed me to kind of, you know, pitch with that natural aggression that I, I like to I like to use out there. So I don't know Mickey Calloway super well, and you guys have you know spent a little bit of time together a few weeks out in spring training. Um, based on my conversations with him and what you're saying right here, man, you guys seem like you've got to be right in sync because he's always talking about being aggressive and you know that first pitch, you know, or, or always you know not being afraid of hitters and going after guys. Uh, how 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 much are you learning and enjoying from spending time with a, a great pitching coach like Mickey Calloway? Um, you know, I, I heard great things uh, when we had Cody Allen last year. I mean, Cody said absolutely great things about him. Um, he, he really respected him and everything that he did for his career. And he was just telling us that, you know, I was talking to Cody throughout the offseason a little bit, and he just told me, he's like, man, you guys got a good pitching coach right here. Um, so I was really anxious to kind of see, um, you know, what he brought to the table. And it, it, it honestly was awesome. I mean, the first time that – uh, you know, I talked to him. It was very – he kept it simple, but it wasn't a boring simple. It was, uh, you know, there, you could tell there was a lot of passion to what he was talking about. And he just had a – he just – he he gives off a confidence that you can kind of trust very easily, especially uh, being a younger guy. You know, you, you look at you look at him and it's like, you know, there's no overthinking. It's just – it's simple. You know, attack the zone, mix your pitches up, you know, pitch to your strengths. Um, keep in mind the hitter's weakness, but don't pitch, you know, completely to the hitter's weakness, pitch to your strengths and just get ahead of guys. I mean, that's, that's honestly what pitching is about, especially a reliever, um, you know, starters, you got to kind of set guys up. You got to think a little bit more. Um, I like to keep things simple. I noticed that's how I, you know, that's better for me. And so we gelled. Um, unfortunately I wasn't able to get a lot of time with him in spring training because of the oblique issue I had, but I definitely, you know, yeah. I threw three or four bullpens. He gave me great feedback. Um, you know, I think we were clicking on the same page. So hopefully once, uh, you know, once this virus, if, you know, when, when this goes away, we can get back to rolling and, you know, get back to focusing on winning. Dude, I'm ready for it. I thought by talking to you today, I'd be like, all right, this is cool. This is, you know, we're helping it, you know, get through this, together a little bit better 
but you just got me amped up like I'm ready for the season to start now. So uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's good or bad that we talked today, Ty. But uh, hey, I, I can't thank you enough uh, for doing this. Good luck to you. Good luck to everybody. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. And I can't wait to see you in a few weeks, hopefully, and uh, we can get back to baseball at some point in the near future. Absolutely, Trent. I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, and yeah, let's just you know let's get. Hopefully everyone stays uh, healthy and safe and, you know, keep a positive mindset during this time. I mean, it's really – if there's a time to be positive, it's right now, as hard as, that, as hard as that can be. But that's what I'm trying to do. So hopefully, you know, everyone, we can do the same. But, yeah, I appreciate it, Trent, and I uh, hope you guys have a good day. Love it. Great words of wisdom right there by Angels reliever Ty Butchery, who we can't thank enough for having on our show. Hey, that's going to just about do it for us here on this edition of the Angels Recap Podcast. Remember, subscribe, give us a rating, a review. That really uh, means a lot to us. I'd appreciate it if you did that. You can also find me on Twitter at Trent Rush Sports and let me know what you guys thought about what Ty Butchery had to say. We're going to be doing this every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. We're going to do it until baseball begins. And then when baseball is back, why not just keep this thing rolling? Next week, Joe Madden is going to be on the program, so you definitely do not want to miss that. We're going to try to have as much fun as possible while we're all cooped up, so why not at least try to make this a good time here on the Angels Recap Podcast, especially considering the circumstances. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. That's what's most important. Stay healthy. And if you have any questions regarding the Angels, you go to angels.com. There's all kinds of information on the site, including a phone number. If you need to talk to somebody, to call the Angels ticket office. Again, uh, angels.com, the place to go. Also, make sure you're following all the Angels social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you name it, that's where you need to be for all the latest when it comes to the Angels. Once again, I'm Trent Rush. We'll see you next week.